to a pick and roll to Thompson with a lay and counted and a foul. What do you know? Pick and roll, and it works for two. And Anna Carrico across the timeline. And a head full of steam to the rack with a right hand layup, and it's good. On a fourth down and three. Out of the pistol. He's going to throw it. Drops back. Back to the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! Eastern Michigan! Winter go home week for Eastern Michigan basketball as we open the Eastern Insider podcast. I'm Greg Steiner. I'm Kyler Ludlow. What a season it's been, Kyler, and it all comes down to a pair of games tonight for both the men's and women's basketball teams, one at home, one on the road for the right to head to the house that LeBron built or (laughs) renovated or whatever you want to call it, Quicken Loans Arena. It's Eastern Michigan on the men's side taking on Ball State, a team they've swept. And Akron, a team that EMU has swept on the women's side. Yeah, it, it's exciting. This podcast is actually out in advance of those games for the first time, and you know it's pretty early. Uh, so if you're hearing this and you, you're in the Ypsilanti area, come out to the men's basketball game tonight at 7 o'clock. Uh, if you're hearing this before 5 o'clock, the women are on ESPN+, Plus, so you can check them out, trying to punch the ticket to the queue, Quicken Loans Arena in Cleveland. If the Eagles win, the men would play Thursday at 9 o'clock approximately against third-seeded Bowling Green, who got the bye straight to the quarterfinals via their tournament selection and regular season standings. Meanwhile, it would be the MU women. They would play Wednesday at high noon against the tournament or champions from a year ago, the Central Michigan Chippewas, a team that Eastern has struggled with. That would be at noon on Wednesday for both teams trying to advance till Friday's semifinals. If they either team make it to Friday, there'll be buses going to Cleveland, and you can find all the details on that on emueagles.com, just like previous years. But not the only thing going on this week, Kyler. Oh, it's a full week, and one of the things that we have to look forward to, swim and dive, we had the swimming finals. We know Delaney Duncan's going uh, down to Austin, Texas, when the uh, diving Zone Sea Championships are at Purdue uh, this weekend, and we have, we have four divers going. Gabby, Sophia, Michaela, and Bethany are all diving um, on Thursday and Friday, so keep your eyes peeled to see how they do, all trying to get down and join uh, swim teammate Delaney Duncan in Austin for the NCAA Championships. Tuesday also means the start of baseball in the north. EMU baseball was supposed to play at home at Dayton, or at home against Dayton. Instead, they'll be traveling to the Flyers on Tuesday. The game later in the year that was supposed to be at UD will now be at Ostrike Stadium as well. Instead, we also get the uh, appearance of uh, spring football popping out of its proverbial hole each uh, spring to reappear once more. Chris Creighton and his crew hit the practice field 15 times over the next five weeks starting tomorrow as well. So keep tuned to emueagles.com for all of that. And one of the big things this weekend, men's track and field, women's track and field at the Yellow Jacket Invitational down in Atlanta, hosted by Georgia Tech. And the home event that people can come and show out for, it's senior day for gymnastics. They play Kent State, who's one of the front runners of the Mid-American Conference right now, at 6 o'clock on Friday night. So a perfect time to bring the family out, check things out, and send off the seniors from gymnastics in style. And golf heads south. They will play at Howie in the Hills uh, taking a tournament there in Florida that's hosted by George Mason. They will ma- try to build upon their top five finish that they had at the Desert Mountain Intercollegiate uh, hosted by U of M 
over the weekend. Bo Baralt, a top 10, finished the sixth of his career, so they'll be in action there Saturday and Sunday. Meanwhile, EMU Baseball travels down to TCU to take on the Horned Frogs down in Fort Worth. So a busy weekend uh, and week overall, and hopefully we have plenty more uh, features from Cleveland to give you. Uh, you look ahead to tonight, we know uh, you won't be on the broadcast tonight. I will have the broadcast tonight on the ESPN side of things, but what are you looking for on the men's side? Well, the, the rumor and everything that everyone always says is that winning a, against a team a third time is very difficult to do, and I've, I actually found some statistics last night that showed that the worst rate of winning the third time was 72% over the last 10 years, so maybe it's not as difficult as uh, people think when it comes to this, but this is a veteran and highly motivated Ball State team uh, going for a little bit of revenge, and we've seen two good games. Eastern kind of pulled away at the end of their game here six days ago, uh, and then Ball State started making some shots down the stretch, so I anticipate another great one, and it's going to be the same for the women in Akron. I, we're going to hopefully be able to watch a, a good chunk of that, um, and they had one of those games from Saturday at Ball State that really felt like it could be a turning point. You could tell me they make it to the MAC championship game now because they scored two points in the first quarter. They were down 12 early on, and they came back to win in pretty convincing fashion over Ball State. So I think and hope that that was a, a good momentum push forward. I know we're on the Eastern Insider podcast, and our checks are signed by the folks in Welch Hall, but I think we'll be painting the town plenty of green and white come Wednesday and Thursday in Cleveland. That would be my prediction if you read what I'm getting into. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what we're hoping. It also is a trip down memory lane this week on the podcast. Uh, we got a chance to catch up with two of the greatest in Eastern Michigan basketball history, one on the men's side, one on the women's side, Earl Boykins. Uh, we all know what he did here, hanging banners and helping Eastern Michigan knock off Duke. I mean, route to a round of 32 appearance. And then Sarah Van Meter, who was the first and only academic All-American on the women's basketball side of things. I got a chance to catch up with both of them earlier and had good conversations. Yeah, it's so fun to listen to those conversations, too, as Earl, you know, has long been a, a person that even as casual basketball fans not associated with Easter know who Earl, who Earl is because of his size and stature and what he was able to do. And it was cool to kind of hear him talk about that um, and talk about Coach Braun. It kind of plays off the interview we played with Coach Braun a few weeks ago. Uh, so that's really cool. And, and Sarah being uh, local and, and in our profession was really fun to listen to as well uh, because I knew her from from working with her in the business, not so much as a basketball player. So it was really cool to get that side of it. 15 years ago this week, Eastern Michigan won their first women's basketball title. So I know Sarah Van will be rooting hard for the Eagles to continue that momentum. And then it's Athletic Training Appreciation Month. Not only is it men's basketball trainer Brad Watson's birthday. Big 30. But we also get to hear a special Peanuts gallery. Yeah, Peanuts sat down with her specific athletic trainer, Marissa Mater, who's a second-year graduate assistant and uh, just fantastic athletic trainer. So we get to hear that conversation. And it's, uh, you know, Peanuts Gallery is always my favorite part of the podcast. And this one's even better because, you know, there's a special relationship between athletes and their athletic trainers. And you can tell just by listening to them that that it goes beyond being uh, friends. They're, they're really, really tight. And when you spend as much time as 
athletes spend with their athletic trainers, especially in Peanut's case, suffering two ACL tears. They know each other very well. <laughs> well, most people don't spend that much time in the training room, but Hopefully our, not. <laughs> our Nicole certainly has done her best. Well, uh, it, we've cranked out this podcast in a hurry. The only <laughs> thing that will make it more exciting, Kyler, is if we have to do it again next week because, one, it means two scenarios are in play. Either we're getting ready to go somewhere or for the big dance or we got a first-round game in Dayton. Yeah, that would be uh, it would be so much fun. Uh, I look forward to March Madness every year. I basically consider conference tournaments March Madness, so this is the best time of year, and I uh, can't wait to bring you a great show. Time to go. Listen up. Enjoy the show. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. Well, thank you for giving us a few minutes of your time. What does it mean to come back uh, and have Eastern want you to come back and have really a first alumni gathering in, in quite a few years? It's great. It's great. Uh, when I received the invitation, I was so excited. I was so excited to get a chance to spend time with my old teammates, old coaches, share great memories. Today is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a great day. When you think back about Eastern Michigan, what is kind of the, the moments or, or the, the fond memories that you have of this place? Oh man, I have so many. I think um, my freshman year beating Wisconsin in the, in the field house was unbelievable. Then to build upon that sophomore year, to win the MAC tournament, then play Duke in the first round, to be ranked in the top 25, that was a it was an unbelievable experience and just, just to be around that type of success, that type of success was, was exciting, not only for me, but also for my teammates. People talk a lot still about that Duke game and it may not just be the, the best basketball memory in EMU history, it might be the best athletic memory in all of the people that remember. What stands out about you and, and beating Duke? The biggest thing that stands out, not in beating Duke, but that particular team was the camaraderie we had, the, the family, the familiness of that particular team. And I remember the selection uh, Sunday in the field house and seeing that we played Duke and just the excitement, just from the announcement of playing Duke basketball, the great Blue Devils and Coach K and leading up to that game, the confidence that we had going into that game. It was, it was different. It, it was different because when we, the previous year we played Wisconsin, I had the confidence, but I don't know if the rest of my teammates were that confident. But when we played Duke, it was a, a totally different team. You got to close out Bowen with a win and hit a shot to, to send the fans home happy, but what do you remember about that old barn? Uh, I tell people all the time, it's, we had the ultimate home court advantage here at Eastern Michigan. Not only the barn, but the energy that was in there every night. Every night, the fans, you know, not the fans, the community of Ypsilanti, they were always behind us. They were always there supporting us. And I, I still remember how the field house smells. It had a certain smell. <laughs> I still remember the smell of the field house. And just to be a part of something that historic was great. 
do you kind of ever think of what it would be like to have played in this building, the convo? No. I'm going to be honest. No, I, I don't like large arenas. It looks good, but I like the old school venues. <laughs> Uh, you're a guy that a lot of people said was too short to play in the NBA, play in college, and you proved all the doubters wrong. If there's a kid out there today that they say, oh, he's just a Mac guy, what? just playing in the Mac doesn't mean you, you can't excel professionally, right? I tell people, you know, to this day, I tell them, embrace the haters. Without haters, life is boring. Embrace the haters, use it as fuel to motivate you, but more importantly, believe in yourself. Believe in yourself and believe in your abilities. And if you believe in yourself, you could accomplish anything. Kind of come full, full circle. You've been a player. Now you've got the shoe on the other foot. You're a coach yes. in, in high school. Yes. Tell us how it's like to, to coach now, having so long heard the, the coaching advice of others. It's difficult. It's difficult, but, you know, it's like I believe there's a player. Players win. I, I'm a coach, but <laughs> you need talent. You need talent. You need talent, but you know what coaching does is it allows me to give back to the game of basketball that's given me so much. Uh, it's, it's a great game, and you know for me to have an opportunity to give something back to younger generations is is fun. We're gonna talk to Coach Braun next. What does he mean to you? Coach Braun was one of only two coaches that even believed that I could play Division One basketball, and you know he he changed my life. He changed my life by giving me an opportunity to come to this university and I can never thank him enough for that. Do you want to eat something better than ramen? Come to Candy Cane Wireless, your local Boost Mobile dealer, and get all the data and hotspot you need to feed your brain while having money left over to eat more than noodles. Boost Mobile by Candy Cane Wireless, located at 3033 Packard Street in Ann Arbor. She came to Eastern Michigan hoping to make a name for herself, and that she did, becoming one of the best players in Eastern Michigan history, becoming the first academic All-American in school history. I'm joined by Sarah Van Meter, the Eastern Michigan guard slash forward from Noblesville, Indiana. Sarah, thanks for joining us here on the Eastern Insider Podcast. Thanks, Greg. Always great to talk to you. You look at uh, at what you're up to now. You still have a, a, a world in the basketball hand working just down the road at the University of Michigan, but you got your start at Eastern Michigan. What was it that uh, first attracted you to come to play basketball at EMU? I think for me, when I was kind of going through like the recruiting process with everything, I, I wanted just to find somewhere that I felt that I fit. Um, and Eastern really swooped in pretty late in the recruiting process. And I was still had some major, you know, I, I, my options were completely wide open. And I remember when I came on my official visit, it just felt completely like this is where I needed to be. I remember um, Abby Wiseman, who uh, ended up being my coach for a year at Eastern. She was my host. It was great. You know, as soon as I got to campus, I wanted to commit on the spot, but my mom made me take another official visit just to make sure that, you know, I could compare some different things. But it was just one of those things where it was, it's cl it was close enough to home for me, far enough away from home for me, and just the people and everything about it was just so awesome for me. So that's basically why I picked Eastern. You look at it, it was an Eastern team that was coming off just a 13 and 16 finish. Susie Merchant really hadn't yet established the program that we know it is as at the time. But I know your your relationship with her and, and Shane Klipfell and Lisa Rathbun at the time were all vitally important to, to helping you come up here as well, right? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, the people are, I think, the number one reason why I ended up picking Eastern. You know, Coach Merchant at the time, uh, 
kind of she didn't really see a whole lot of me and then you know they they made a really hard recruiting push uh towards the end when I was trying to make a decision and it just felt like you know that they they thought I could really fit in there thought I could really make an impact and and I kind of went with it and obviously it worked out to be pretty successful I feel like for both parties involved worked out pretty well game four of your collegiate career you go to the Breslin Center score 25 points and have seven three-pointers do you remember much about that game yeah it's funny I do I remember a lot about that game actually you know it was over Thanksgiving so it was the first time I was you know not at home for Thanksgiving and and Annie and I uh Malatinsky were just talking about that game the other day when we were over at Eastern but no I, I remember um the first three I took it hit every single part of the rim it was like rim rim backboard rim and went in and I was like oh, okay like that's good I think I made a layup after that, and then I made a couple more threes in the first half, and then the second half, I think, was when I hit. So I think I hit two in the first half. I think I hit five in the second, and I was just absolutely, like, unconscious. I remember watching the film afterwards, and I was taking shots. I'm like, why was I shooting that? And then it was nothing but the bottom of the net. But, yeah, I do remember a lot about that game. I had a, a couple of my friends were home from, for their break over Thanksgiving, and they came up and uh, and watched that game, but... I do remember that game vividly, yes. And then a few weeks later, you make the trip down to Puerto Rico. That was uh, a series that featured none other than the Baylor Bears and uh, North Carolina State. Uh, you think of what, what basketball kind of is. Kim Mulkey, uh, the head coach at Baylor, and then on the other side, Kay Yao. Little did you know maybe how impactful uh, something like that was as a freshman to have two superstar head coaches on the other sideline. Yeah, without a doubt. It was funny. You know, we, we hung in those games, too. Um, I remember we almost beat Baylor and they ended up winning the national championship uh, the very next year. So it's really funny to kind of look back on it. We actually at Michigan went to Baylor last year for the NCAA first and second rounds. So I was in a room with Kim Mulkey and it just it was just kind of funny because I mean, the last time I was, you know, around you was 15 years ago. It's it was kind of crazy and surreal to kind of think about it. But yeah, we played some some really good teams down there, and that was like a, a very fun experience. I felt like just kept bonding that team we had that year as we as we made that postseason push later on. You talk about the postseason push. Eastern Michigan went into the tournament not as the favorite, but ended up uh, providing some upsets along the way to get in to the championship game. As you collect sixth man of the year honors, and we're all named to the all freshman club, averaging eleven points a contest. When you think of uh, your freshman year. And just all of a sudden, you find yourself in a championship game, kind of a surreal moment. Yeah, without a doubt. That whole freshman year was kind of crazy. You know, in, in high school, I really played out on the perimeter. Um, and then moving to Eastern, they kind of moved me to a four. And, and it's funny that I kind of like look back and think of it. Basketball, as we watch it in 2019, is a little different than it was, you know, in the early 2000s. But I feel like we were maybe uh, ahead of the curve with the stretch four. And that's kind of the position that I played. I was just trying to figure out all the different things and the, and the new things that came with that position. And then that Mac tournament was just absolutely crazy. I remember we beat Marshall in a really hard fought game in that. Uh, I think that was the semifinals. Uh, they were a, a physical team, a team where, you know, their, their best shot was their second and third shot. And I felt that, you know, I think Marion Crandall hit some big threes in that game, if I remember correctly. And all of a sudden, you know, here we are, we're about to play in a championship and none of us had ever, you know, made it that far. I think sometimes it's, they say it's better you don't if you don't know and we didn't really know and we went in there and and just had an opportunity and we took it and, and it was such an amazing ride that first year and then you get to go to the ncaa tournament for the first time eastern gets shipped to columbus ohio to take on a nationally ranked boston college club eagles found themselves down 
early in the first half, but then a second half comeback that they were never really slowed down in. Uh, the final shot did not go Eastern's way, but to have a chance to play in an NCAA tournament game, not something everybody gets to do. No, and you know, it's so funny looking back on that, you know, when we got when we went to Columbus, I was like, man, I'm like, I really wanted to go across the country. I wanted to see somewhere new. But then it was awesome because, you know, most of us were all from Michigan, Indiana, Ohio, kind of that area. So we had so many fans there. And I remember both the West Virginia and Ohio State fans stayed for our game and, and they cheered us on. And you say we were down to start. It was 22 to four. And I remember Boston College, had, I think their first is either their first nine or their first 11 shots. I remember I got our first defensive rebound off the bench. And the first time out, we were down 22 to four. And I remember Coach Merchant saying, you guys, like, this is on TV. Like, you know, we need to kind of pick it up a little bit. And then we just kind of, we kept clawing away and clawing away and clawing away. And we gave ourselves a chance at the end, which is all you can ask for. I mean, Boston College back then, they were a huge powerhouse. They had beaten UConn um, in their conference tournament back when that was the, the old Big East. It was, that was just an unbelievable experience. And I remember thinking at the time, I was like, man, like, I'm going to keep doing this and do it every year. And we never made it back to the NCAA tournament. You kind of forget like how fleeting something like that is. Uh, but it was such an amazing experience. I still have um, my NCAA long sleeve t-shirt that we got from that event. It's, it's a little ratty these days, but I will never, ever, ever get rid of it. Um, and it was just such a fun experience to be able to do that. Still have a ball in my office that that entire team signed. That was my first trip to the NCAA tournament as well. So a memorable occasion. When you look back at it, how close do you still remain with a, a lot of those people? I know Nikki Knapp was back, uh, Annie Malatinsky you mentioned, but certainly uh, members of that team, Erica Ford still in the area, Amy Frydenberg around as well, and, and Ryan Coleman will, will come around from time to time. What, what do you still reminisce when you get together with that group? Yeah, Annie and I have remained really close over the years. I've watched her dog sometimes when she goes out of town, which is, which is super nice. Uh, you know, uh, Nikki and I uh, have kept up as well. I was in uh, Amy's wedding back when she got married, I guess it was almost 10 years ago now. Um, you know, we all lead different lives now, but we can all just shoot each other a text or a Facebook message and just kind of, you know, when things kind of pop up that remind us of, of the good old days, if you will, we'll also still kind of keep in touch. But I mean, that was just a special, oh, Marion Crandall, I see her a lot. Um, uh, Amanda Compton, which who, who wasn't on that team, but she's still in the area. I talked to her um, so it's just, it's, I, I feel like playing a sport in college just gives you lifelong friendships that you might not always keep up with day to day, but you know that they'll always be there if you need something. Talking with Sarah Van Meter, of course, Eastern Michigan basketball, great. And after your playing days were over, you, know, you had uh, one year under Shane Klipfel as he was the interim coach while Susie was on maternity leave. You finished uh, your best year statistically, but uh, how difficult was it? To, to make that transition with Coach Merchant out and Coach Klipfel in? Um, I, you know what? I didn't think it was that difficult, actually. I felt that, you know, Shane and, and Susie both did such a, a good job of complimenting each other. Um, we all respected Shane. We didn't really try to get away with anything, you know, and the head coach isn't there. And we knew it was going to be for a while. So it wasn't just like, you know, it's a substitute teacher for a couple days. We knew it was going to be for a while. We didn't really know at the time it was going to be for the whole rest of the season. Um, but, you know, the, I didn't really feel like there was a huge difference. I think for me, the biggest adjustment that senior year was I no longer had a Ryan Coleman or a Nikki Knapp with me on the court. So I went from, you know, being the third option on a team to having to be the first option on a team. And I, I had never, ever, 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 ever on any team I had been on ever been the first option. So for me, that was, I feel like the, the biggest transition during that year for me 
was kind of that responsibility and what comes with that. But, you know, it was, it was awesome that Coach Merchant uh, had a kid. You know, it started it hurt her kind of life off as a mom. I thought Shane did a great job, and I think it prepared him to be the head coach that he is now at Western Michigan. So I thought it was just – it was a great experience to be able just to, you know, have him as a head coach as well. Do your student athletes realize the the kind of student athlete that you once were? Um, you fill them in on any stories? Um, sometimes it's funny, you know. We uh, earlier this year for a trip, we had to give um, three random facts about ourselves, um, and they're you're supposed to try and make them kind of hard so that people wouldn't know what it was. So the, the student athletes had to guess the staffs, and the staffs had to guess the student athletes. So one of mine that I gave that they used was that I had hit seven threes at Michigan State, and of course. They all thought Michigan State, they ha- thought that someone had to have played at Michigan, so they picked Jenny Ryan and not me. And it was just so funny because Jenny's like, yeah, no, I hit seven threes maybe in my whole career. Um, and then every now and then, like, you know, Coach Rico over here will re- refer to me as an academic All-American, which is kind of nice. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think they do a little bit. Um, and then we also have a couple of Hamilton County kids on our team this year from Carmel and Noblesville, so they both kind of know me from that. But other than that, I guess that's about it. <laughs> Final question here with Sarah Van Meter, still being as local as you are, you got to come back for Alumni Day the other day and back in the Convocation Center. Uh, it's good for Fred Castro and his team to continue to re-embrace their alums, but uh, if you were providing any insight or, or guidance for somebody that's currently on the basketball team or uh, thinking about coming to Eastern, what would it be? I think that the biggest thing is is just – Eastern has, is such like is a family place. I think that the people really make the difference there. And, and obviously the people have kind of changed since I've been there, but I still get that same, same type of feeling, you know, uh, with Eastern. I'm right down the road. I feel like I can always talk to anyone. I can, I can go over there if I ever need anyone. And the other thing that's so nice is people over there are so visible. Um, I feel like you can reach out to anyone um, if you ever need something. And, and I just, I just, I wouldn't trade my time at Eastern for anything in the world. And I think that it's just a great place to to perform both in the classroom and on the court. And that's my true feeling for Eastern. It, it made me into the person that I am. And I am so glad that the decision I made when I was 17 years old was that. Sarah, I appreciate your time. Anytime you want to put the uniform back on and uh, <laughs> if your ankles hold out, we can always use a little extra offense. Yeah. You know, I do appreciate that. I, I, I found myself in a, in a boot for the last 11 weeks. I had a stress fracture finally uh, kind of dealt with that. So I don't really know if they'll want me on the court right now, uh, but maybe come next year, I might look into it. Appreciate your time. As always, continued success and best of luck this week at the upcoming Big Ten Tournament. Thanks, Greg. I really appreciate it. With the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan mobile app, you can manage your health care coverage anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Download it now from the Apple Store or Google Play. Hey guys, this is Nicole Remedios, and this is another segment of Peanuts Gallery. And today I'm joined with the lovely Marissa Mater. And now, now since it's March, it's Athletic Trainer Appreciation Month, I, I believe. So who better to do it with than my favorite trainer, uh, Marissa? And just kind of background, what sport do you cover? So I've worked with women's soccer for these last two years consistently, yeah. and then they're I, her favorite, whatever. <laughs> and then I also worked with women's softball, and now I'm with women's rowing. Oh, nice! That's a very variety, yes. like different sports. It is. It covers everything. Yeah. And where are you originally from? 
I'm from a small town called Malta in <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> it's near uh, Northern Illinois University, if people okay, know where yeah. that's at. And so you're grad student, grad assistant? Yes. If that's the right terminology? Yes, I'm a grad assistant and going in, this is my second year here as a grad assistant. And where did you do your undergrad? I went to Illinois State for four years before this. Oh, then you made the switch to good old Michigan. Yes, <laughs> went from one Midwest uh, state to the next. Yeah, and where, what did you study as your undergrad? My undergrad degree is in, it's a bachelor's in athletic training. Okay. Yeah. What made you want to be athletic training, or athletic, an, an athletic trainer? Uh, all growing up, I would play sports. I did soccer, softball, basketball, track and field, oh, wow. literally whole, all sorts of things <laughs> growing up. And then when I got into high school, I took an anatomy class, and I really loved the anatomy class. And then when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to go to college for, yeah. I loved the sports atmosphere, and then I loved the anatomy <laughs> class. So I was like, well, might as well give this a try. Went to college and absolutely loved it. So, so just kind of wanted to stay within sports and a sports team sort of Yeah, thing. I like the sports atmosphere yeah. and working with teams and being involved in that. So that's like the difference from a PT, like a yeah. physiotherapist? Yeah, it's different from being in a clinic because you get the sports aspect and then every day is different. Like, yeah. you, you know... You get to in travel. A, you get to travel in a clinic. You kind of have a set schedule each day where in athletics, anything and everything can happen in one day. No, so it really okay. mixes it up so every day is different. Yeah. And you're leaving a bit out. You also did, you did track and field in college. No, just in high school. Oh, just no. in high school, yeah. You told me college. No, oh, I wow. wish. Okay. I wish I was good enough to be a Division One athlete. But... You see running on the treadmill. <laughs> yeah. You played a couple times in practice. Yeah, so. I, I take a couple kicks every once in a while in practice, but I'm not as good as you girls. So. Oh, no, that's not true. Um, so you came from Illinois to Michigan. Mm -hmm. What do you like about Ypsilanti? Like, what made you come to Eastern? Um, well, I really like the Depot Town area. I yeah. think that's really cute. Uh, I like, I don't know, I love the Michigan towns. Uh, my family would vacation here all the time. Oh, really? In, not here specifically, but yeah. in Michigan. And I just like the feel of Michigan being outdoorsy and, uh, I don't know, just the, the feel of, you know. There's more to do here than from your little town exactly. in Illinois. Exactly. <laughs> in Illinois, there's just cornfields everywhere, and Michigan kind of has the, you know, the rivers and the lakes and things like that around here. No, um, that's awesome. But yeah, I like the campus, and then Depot Town's really cute, and you have Ann Arbor just down the street, which yeah. is one of those another cute little Michigan towns, which I really like. Nice. Future-wise, this is your second year here yeah and usually grad assistants only have two years here i know are we trying to stay in michigan i would love to stay at eastern so michigan she is staying in michigan <laughs> you can say that i would love that i love working with uh the soccer team and peanut of course thank you i'm not pointing to myself as we're doing this uh i love working with the girls uh and i would love to be able awesome. to stay well we would all love if you stayed me especially I don't think I'd be able to survive if you weren't here. <laughs> I know. It's been a long two years, so. Uh, yes. um, so like we mentioned before, it is Athletic Trainer Appreciation Month. So we got to shout in some of your fellow athletic of course, trainers. course. Got to give some shout outs. Also someone's birthday today. It is. Happy birthday, Bradley. Brad. The big 30. Ooh. Congrats. You made it far. <laughs> Happy birthday. So we got some questions for you about okay. your athletic, your your fellow employees. Okay. So, who is most likely to work an outside sport? Most likely to work an outside sport. 
Ooh. Or least likely, sorry. Who is least likely to work an outdoor sport? Least likely, sorry Brad, but that's definitely you. You hate the cold, you hate snow, you hate rain. You definitely love to be inside. Nothing wrong with that, but you definitely would not want to move away from your basketball sport. Oh gosh, she called you out there, Brad. Yeah. Um, who would make you laugh or tell a joke during rehab? Definitely Danielle. Uh, I think she's the funniest on our staff. Even when she's not trying to be funny and she's not even trying to tell a joke, yeah. she's just funny. Like the things she says and her mannerisms, she's always makes you laugh. She would definitely be she the jokester. Definitely of the staff. is the jokester. Um, and now there's I, when I'm in there a lot. You guys talk about lunch. Food is a mm -hmm. popular topic. You guys talk about where you like to eat, but who's most likely to bring their own lunch from home? Most likely bringing lunch from home would be Gretchen. I don't think I've ever seen her eat out before for lunch. We all kind of like have our day, like weeks where you eat out a little more often yeah. than that, but Gretchen always brings a lunch. Brandon always eats out. I'm not sure I've ever seen him bring a lunch. Sorry, Brandon, but, but yeah. Oh gosh. And then just to kind of end it off here, a lot of people do, if you're stuck on an island, who would you want to be stuck with? But I'm going to change a little bit. Okay. If you're stuck in the combo in the athletic training room with power outage, doors locked, couldn't get out, give me two people you want to be stuck there with. Two people. Uh, all right, I'd probably choose Danielle because she would make lots of jokes yeah. to make light of the situation. <laughs> so she'd probably get everyone to kind of calm down and not freak out so much. And then... I think I'd also, I would choose Julia. Okay, gotta stick your, to your girls. Yeah, gotta stick with the girls. Uh, yeah, Julia's just very creative with things, so I feel like she would come up with something to either get us out or get us some power. I don't know. She just always is very creative with what she's doing. So. Awesome. All right, well, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I loved being on Peanuts Gallery. Oh, I'm glad. Um, I'm Nicole Remedios, and this was Peanuts Gallery. Thank you for listening to the Eastern Insider Podcast. You can find the Eastern Insider on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and of course, amueagles.com. Please leave us a rating and let us know how we're doing. Until next week, go Eagles.